Polarization. Polarization is the classic imprint of duality. Perhaps there can be more than two sides to polarization, although I think that begins to distort its essence. If there are multiple sides, we should refer to those as factions. Polarization should be reserved for the fundamentally opposing scenario, where there are two. Good and evil the light and the dark, yin and yang, just enough to keep this world topsy-turvy with never-ending drama. This is a principle of vibration, of constant motion. Polarization is in fact motivational. It is a fuel. It gives energy. The strong sense of direction it provides encourages propulsion. It magnetizes us toward or repels us away from either of its perfectly hostile poles. Once that motivational force propels both sides to their outermost limits, the result is then stagnation. These two poles form the 180-degree opposition aspect, a geometry of conflict and war. Whereas the circle embodies an unbroken unity, Polarization divides us in two. At least in the vast majority of civilizations formed thus far, we have set up our societies based upon this polarization principle. It is as though we have built our cultures specifically with the thought of conflict right at center stage. Of course, the origins may have been subliminal. Soon enough, it becomes overt. A famous scriptural teaching once told us, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So why do we formulate our very government based upon such a flawed architecture? The two-party system is a clumsily semi-productive endeavor at best. At worst, the mosaic of a rich and varied culture is but shattered glass left on the floor, a victim of its fallen house. The American experiment seems shaky these days. I think it's mostly been a beautiful thing. We are a rich and varied people. The karmic blessings upon our lot is great. We have done so much well. Not everything, of course. It could not be expected otherwise. In current times, we find ourselves nearing an impending crossroads where heavy consequences await. It is certainly high time for some significant reinforcements, restructuring, even redesign. The traditionalist 
romanticizes America as an inspired and flawless concept, thereby unassailable in its glory and in need of no modifications. Such is the blindness of nationalism. A true patriot will admit the faults of a society now deeply at odds with itself, fractured and rendered largely unprogressive, its gears grinding to a near halt. The vitriol we display toward each other, this red and blue civil cold war, is definitely eroding our foundations as never before. Our combativeness used to be a bit more elegant, moderated, and discreet. We used to, at a minimum, feign bipartisanship as a worthy aspiration. Now it is only entrenched warfare at the elected seats of power. We no longer so much as pretend to try for civility. The citizenry hurts in all sorts of ways, with little improvement able to see the light of legislation in this indomitably deadlocked dual-party travesty. Sure, the wheels are still turning, but do not yourself be fooled that we are in a safe and sustainable state of operation. Real reform is required now, as we have hit the ceiling. We need brainstormers and creatives of the highest order. The pioneering initiative that once founded American principles must be rekindled and ratified in leading youthful minds. We must understand in our depths that the conservative and the liberal are but two poles, each utterly imbalanced without the other's correction. Yet we never land in the middle. Our wild swings from one side to the other every handful of years rather than maintaining a more balanced governance throughout, is repeatedly uprooting and nearly nullifying any progress we could solidify as a united people. Are we the United States or the divided states? Pardon the hyperbole. We must get back to a more universal respect for each other. I know that's quite a platitude, but what else is there? This is our only path forward, regardless of the difficulty. America illustrated my example of polarization here. But this is, of course, a global phenomenon. All countries and their peoples have many internal polarities, oppositions, and dividing lines. It is not exclusively negative in effect though I do believe polarization is more problematic than constructive on the whole. Even though the dynamic at play is 50-50, the results are not so even. Our ardent extremists, our ideologues who love to congregate at the far fray, have mistaken the balanced center as a destination boring, unimaginative, and ineffective. They see things in those big, bold primary colors. Nuanced pastels are not for them. But what if the truth is understated, 
Why do you think there is so much ambiguity regarding truth? The truth is, it is not so obvious. So extremists miss the point, which remains at center. Good luck reaching them, however. They tend to be militant in their zeal and will judge you harshly for not joining them in their outer orbit. We're all somewhere along this spectrum, with much wavering and wandering about, closer to and further from. We call the pastime life. If God, or truth, or ultimate reality, is the star of light at the center of it all, let us get away from this foolish tendency toward polarization, which couldn't be further from the truth.